Okay, I'm about to share with you a shocking revelation. I am human. I am not God. I know, I know, it's hard to believe. You're shocked, right? But seriously, there are times when it feels like people expect me to be superhuman, to be God-like. At times, my family places a lot of demands and expectations on me. And certainly, there are times in my professional life when I may lose a little perspective and take on a grandiose self-image and expect myself to be in control of every situation, to live up to and even exceed the expectations and desires of everyone I work with and serve. Can any of you relate? Okay, but I have to admit that sometimes I do have the secret desire for my children to believe that I'm as powerful as God. Maybe they'd mind me a little bit more. But I'm not God. I am human. Human with many, many faults. I am prone to over-exaggerating my achievements prone to bragging about my practicing a Lenten discipline, prone to being, being fiercely independent, prone to living my life as if I were invincible, immortal. But I am not God. So are you ready for another shocking revelation? You are not God either. We are human, fragile and flawed and terribly dependent. And tonight, we are reminded of our fragility. Tonight, we come face to face once again with the reality that we are mortal, that one day our lungs will cease to breathe and our heart will stop beating. One day we will become dust again. We are human, fearfully and wonderfully made, but merely human. Death is a certainty for each of us, and we would probably much prefer to push it out of our minds. But today we set aside this time to remind ourselves of our mortality. We are also reminded that our value, our worth, is not found in our professional and personal achievements, nor is it found in how good of a parent we are. We will not ultimately be judged by our portfolios and bank accounts. These are all temporal. They fade over time. Our worth is found in God's love for us, a love that is constant, eternal, and unconditional. Jesus invites us to set our hearts and minds on the eternal, 
to set our hearts on the things that will last. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We feel in the rise and fall of the price of gas, our economic stability will probably ebb and flow. The focus of our national dialogue is certain to change over time. And the challenges that we each face in our own personal lives will fade and new challenges will arise. But some things do remain the same. Some things are eternal. From the moment that we are marked with the sign of the cross at our baptism, we are marked as Christ's own forever. And nothing can separate us from the love of God. It does not fade or rust. It cannot be stolen or corrupted. God's love is eternal. Tonight, again, we will be marked with the sign of the cross on our foreheads. The cross that marked us at baptism is a different cross. It is the cross of new life in Christ. The cross of ash that we will wear today reminds us of our mortality. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Tonight we mark the impermanence of our mortal life. The cross of ashes is a somber and solemn symbol, but within it there is hope. We wear the sign of the cross to remind us that even in death there is hope. In Christ we have been promised this hope a new reality, and death is not the end. Christ has triumphed over death, and in his resurrection, we are promised a new life after our mortal lives have ended. We are promised a new life lived in the eternal presence of God, the source of life and eternal love. This evening, as we come forward to receive our cross of ashes, remember that God is calling us to set our hearts on things eternal. During this season of Lent, let us take the time to remind ourselves that we are not God. We are merely human and dependent upon God. In the next 40 days, I challenge each of us to examine and set aside any barriers that keep us from God. Barriers of arrogance or denial or fierce independence. Whatever your barrier is, whatever prevents you from admitting your dependence upon God, tear them down. Take this time, do the work to open your heart, and accept fully the love of God. <laughs> 